My body's better than yours. Welcome everyone, pull up a seat at the table, it's lunchtime in Rome. Tonight is episode 176, entitled Love Your Neighbor As Yourself, Part 3. Love Your Neighbor As Yourself. (laughs) We've been talking about that for the last two weeks, and this week at the table we will discuss why this clearly isn't happening more often in our world today. What stops us from loving others? So, pull up a seat at the table and join us. First time listeners can subscribe on your favorite podcast app. Watch us live at lunchtimeinrome.com forward slash live or listen directly on lunchtimeinrome.com. While there, you can take our relational needs questionnaire. Make sure to follow us on all social media, and it would be great if you gave us a five-star review. Jay, what specifically is this podcast about? Being alone is the worst. Good times aren't as good, and bad times are worse when you are all alone. Romans 12.15 says to rejoice with those who rejoice and mourn with those who mourn. That is how you keep people from being alone and what this podcast is all about. We demonstrate that in the first 15 minutes of the podcast, and we talk about it for the rest. So while it may not be 12.15 lunchtime. in Rome, we're treating it like it is. <laughs> lunchtime, lunchtime in, in Love Your Neighbor. <laughs> Part 3. PT3. This might be my favorite episode title ever. Fondle. Love Your Neighbor as Yourself, Part 3, Love Your Neighbor. No, that's no, not true. No, it's supposed to be separate. That's the beginning of the next thing. It is separate. Gotcha. Except for there's not a period. Well, you know. So it looks like it's connected. These things. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Hey, everybody. Sup? Good to be back. Good oh, be Brian's friends. back. Brian's back. I never get to say that about somebody else. You guys. That's actually know. a drop we've used. Brian's back? Mm-hmm. Oh. Of you. Is it really? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Of me saying it? Mm-hmm. Exactly like oh. Brian's back. I love it. <laughs> Brian's back. Yeah, that's what you said. Yeah, so last week I was not here. No, that's why you're back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, you're back because you're here. And I'm rocking my Fetterman uh, oh, hoodie. Too soon. Um, too my memorial, Fetterman memorial hoodie. Um, wow. Following up with the debate last night. Um, but anyways, no, I'm back. Last week was a very odd, I don't know, not odd. It was just a different week. Lex had to go out of town. Atypical. Um, yeah, atypical. Uh, I, she was out of town for a week. In LA, and you were a single doing, doing something very, very, very important yes. for somebody very, very important. And so I picked up a lot of this, obviously, all of the slack on the home front. I felt like an Uber driver last week. Mm. I put so much, so many miles on the car just shuttling kids. I mean, Ethan's homecoming was two two Saturdays ago, and she had just left the the, the previous that previous day, and it. Um, that was great. Ethan had a great time at the uh, at at the, I, the. I heard zero negative stories. Like I didn't hear anybody being, yeah, you know, inappropriate. I yeah. didn't hear anybody, you know, being too high or too drunk or a gun or anything yeah. like that. <laughs> well, we drove uh, we drove Jaden um, to rehearsal tonight, and she was on the planning committee and everything. Hmm. And we were talking about numbers because somebody had mentioned that Plum had like nine hundred people at their oh, homecoming. That's... So I asked Jaden what she thought, how many people were at Penn Hills, and she said there was like 600 and some people there. Wow. wow. Yeah. Um, I guess that makes sense. So, it's about 300 in a class. But I asked, I asked Ethan how, how it was and what he did. He was like, 
um, I just sat at the poker table all night and played poker. <laughs> so they had like a whole poker table and everything. Um, he had a sharp suit that we ended up buying because <laughs> like to, to rent it was really expensive. And so I just asked how much was it to buy? And it was slightly more expensive, but now he has a suit that he can grow it's into. Suit. It's a great suit. It's and a he, sharp suit. Yeah. And he can grow into it because we, I asked about tailoring and everything. And so he's got room to grow. Um, and that, you know, without getting into a lot more, Abby and I had a great week too. Um, I, and I, I told her tonight, I just had a really special time with her just, you know, being able, the situation being a little bit different. It was nice to, to be able to kind of take her shopping and, you know, do some of the things that I probably wouldn't normally do. Um, so what you're saying is being a single parent's not that big of a deal. Oh, it's, I can't believe more people <laughs> I don't, don't know do how it. they do it. I honestly no, don't honestly, know how they do it, it. It's, it's a, it's a load, you know, and because you have so many things, you just have everything to factor in. So, like, you've got to sign papers for school. You got to do, yeah. <laughs> like well, I'm, and and Lex often helps Ethan with any kind of geometry or, or uh, math homework that he has. And I I, I looked at Ethan the, at the beginning of while Lex was away. I was like, sorry, man. Like, you're on your own on the, for this week. A little thing we like to call YouTube, son. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you were an Uber driver without the luxurious Uber driver pay. I, I didn't have the pay. I paid out money for yeah. guests and so but it was good and you know there was just my schedule conflicted last week with with some of the things that i normally do and um that's about it for me hmm. that's all i got me yeah hey i'll go um not that, we're t- not that we're taking turns this is just at the table or just talking just at the just table talking. well i'm gonna talk I'm going to follow up from last week where mm-hmm. I dropped some heavy news. Nope. Last week was heavy, but also good. Oh. Yeah, you were in a good mood. Good. So, but you did drop he- But you did drop heavy news. I can't. Two weeks ago, you were saying there was news coming. Oh, right, Last right, week right. was, well, there's bad news, but today there was good news. Right. I last can't week. keep it straight. And we're still, so this week's story is, you know, it's all limbo right now. Like, mm. we're just sort of like waiting. Amy's surgery is this coming Tuesday. Mm, okay. So thoughts and prayers. Thoughts and prayers. Because it's, you know, that's weighing especially heavy on her. Um, I will tell. This is <laughs> lighthearted. Maybe humorous is too strong a word. But um, it was so funny because, you know, just the emotions, the ups and downs. But on Sunday, Sunday at church, which is, you know, this speaks somewhat to you, Jay, because just she, she was emotionally um, lifted and and feeling oh. good and and after your message and everything she said you know what I think I'm done being sad I thought you were gonna say I'm done going to church <laughs> <laughs> I'm done listening to that pastor <laughs> no she was like she was in such a good mood she said you know I think I'm I'm good I think I'm done being sad and internally that's I'm very like, important I, this it's a that's a great that's a great moment. goal that's a yeah <laughs> well and and my response was I said that then this is a good day. Yeah. Like this this is a good day. Get up on that wave. But I'm like, it. yeah. But I'm thinking like, well, there's no way. There's no way. And sure enough, I mean, you know, it's still it's ups and downs. Like today was not great. Um But that's a very encouraging sign in the midst of such a storm. That early. To 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 have the some kind of peace and clarity to to look back on and remind her of, you right. know, um when she is feeling sad and you can just say look you said don't be sad <laughs> i wondered if you were gonna say that look you said this was over 
I hope you feel very guilty and self-condemned by feeling <laughs> sad right now. So you're telling me you're a liar. <laughs> <laughs> Is that loving our neighbor? I married a liar. Yeah. Oh, gosh. It's the worst. But no, I had a conversation no. with her on Sunday, and Uh-oh. she gave me some perspective of hers on the whole matter that were, it was really, I'm not going to, it's not mine to share, but it was very uh, mature, purposeful, and uh, it was good to hear. And uh, it was just, it, it was good to hear that she is in that mindset. That's awesome. Appreciate you talking with her. Yeah. Well, and so that's, I mean, that's, you know, obviously that's what we've got going on right now. That's, that's what's on yeah. the brain. So that fills the idle time. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> you're laying you know. in bed at night. You're like, what should I think about? Oh, there's that. Yeah. <laughs> Everything else. Waiting is... is the worst though. Yes. Yeah. And that is, we you are. You just want to a... get, get it over with and mm-hmm. move on, you know, move on to whatever's next. It's you know. a lot of doing. A and lot of course of doing. there's the whole like, well, there's going to be some recovery, some serious recovery yeah. after this surgery. Um, well, Brian will take your kids everywhere. Oh, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> for free. That's great. Um, so there's, you know, in a way, it's like, okay, well, we don't really want next week to come, but the anticipation is so bad anyway. Yeah. Like, you might as well just get on to the next step, mm. you know? Yeah. Like, whatever comes with it, like, let's just get moving forward. Yeah. So, And you're not mm. finding anything out next week. You're getting through some preventative Right. We're measures. getting through a, the big, it's a, it's a pretty big surgery, but it is preventative theoretically. Hopefully they don't find anything. Oh, sure. Yeah. And then, Tonka um, truck or something. In there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that changed things. <laughs> let me tell you this. <laughs> so that's where they come from. Uh, but, you know, there will be results from it too. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's necessary. It's a preventative thing, but then of course they will test it. And see if that which they remove. Yeah, exactly. So it sets up so, the anticipatory. Right. Yeah. It's just like this chain of things that hopefully at some point before too many months, there'll be like an actual resolution. But yeah. Mm. Yeah, it's gross. Yep. It's gross. Thanks for being here, though, guys. I, I really appreciate it. Well, you guys were mentioning. Um, something last week, I think during this segment about bringing people on that were going through something like this. Oh yeah. And like roasting the people that have tried to give them comfort. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, Remember that? Like, you, like, like oh, Amy gets cancer yeah. and, and like how many times did somebody tell you, I know exactly what you're yeah, going through. You, yeah. you were talking about somebody yeah, at the, teacher, the beginning. The, the teacher yeah. at the school that said, Oh, that's not a big deal. My, you know, my friends, my son, oh, they made it through friend it. had it. And when Trey died, but my son's friend's <laughs> yeah. son, made it. I don't give a flying flip. <laughs> double <about>. down. <laughs> I can't believe they doubled down. Like that is, <laughs> wow. I mean, I can, you know, knowing what we know, but like, that's just that's a bold move, Cotton. It's a bold though, move. It is though. That is in some ways a way for you guys to get through this. Is when you get terrible comfort, you can at least have the joy of being like, "All right, we can mention that." Right. <laughs> that, that's terrible because like you're at least right. aware of it. If you're not aware of it, it just hurts or pisses you off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But which is also kind of what you talked about last week. A little bit. Being aware of it. How about that? Hey, I actually listened to the podcast. I can't believe you actually had to go so far as to say it because you've been certainly mentioning it for the first five (laughs) minutes of this. Do you know last week when I was listening to the podcast? (laughs) Hey, look, I don't pat myself on the back often, but sometimes I do. (laughs) I'm sorry that we didn't do that. No, that's okay. Uh, Hey, uh, things in our world, uh, it's one of those things where, boy, there's a lot going on. And it's mostly good, but I think for each member of our immediate family, we've got like zero margin 
of mental energy. You know, it's like just one more thing happens and you're like, ah, you know, and Bella got in the car tonight after work and she was frustrated and she's like, so I'm pissed off. She goes, and I guess that's just who I am now. And uh, and she's been struggling with a lot of that, like where she's just mad about being mad. You know, Mm -hmm. she'll get mad. She doesn't know why she's mad. I mean, she knows that this bothered her, but why, you know, and I said, no, first of all, I can see why that made you angry. <laughs> I'm joining her emotion as fast yeah. as I can. But then I said, but you're not, I said, you're not going to say that's who I am. Right. I said, who you mm-hmm. are, yeah. I said, is the person that doesn't let the pissed off win. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I said, so we're going to lean into it. We're going to look at it and we're going to say, all right, yep, that makes me angry. Yeah, but it's not going to ruin the rest of my night. Right. I'm not going to let it. I'm not going to let it define me. I'm not going to let it beat me. And then, like, I walk in the door, and Rachel's there, of course, exhausted after another day of work. And I was like holding Bella around my arm, and I'm like, so because Bella will normally like vent to me, come inside, vent to Rachel, mm-hmm. and that's fine. But before I even let that happen, I'm like, so here's where we are right now. And I, I told Bella's story. And then I said, and so what we're all going to do, <laughs> I'm like setting the tone <laughs> for the night. Like we're not going to let, you know, it, like, cause one of the things that bothered her where she has to do these like 10 different online classes for her job that she's had for over a year and a half. Yes, Chris. Well, no, that just, I was going to ask you about that because I was like, is Bella starting a new job? Because you had mentioned right. last week, I can't remember if it was on the podcast or not, but just about all the, the, the trainings that she had to do. And I'm like, yeah. huh, well, I missed something. And so she gets in the car today and I, cause I picked her up like a half hour after work so she could work on them. And she said the one, it had like 15 sub components. So she had nine left before today and it took her a half hour to do one. Uh and she said it was like on nursing. Uh-huh. Well, she's not a nurse. She right. delivers food. Right. <laughs> and like one question was, people with dementia, their lives matter. Yes or no? <laughs> <laughs> and so, you know, I even said, no, I said, honey, here, I said, I, I have a gift for you. I said, I have a gift. When's this due? She said, Monday. I said, okay, so you're going to work on it Friday. I said, and then if, if you don't get it done, um, don't finish it. I said, they're, they're not going to fire you. Yeah, right. I said, they don't have anybody to work there. <laughs> right. Tell them you'll do one a week for the next eight weeks. Boom. We're done. I yeah. said, see? I said, we're here. Click through, because she told me that it's not like a timed thing. Mm-hmm. So click through. I said, is there a penalty if you fail the test? No, I just have to take it again. Do you have to do the whole course or just the test? The test. Fire through, girl. Mm-hmm. I said, get the bare <laughs> minimum. Take the chance. Take it's the chance. Fine. Anything that applies to Do they to tell you the right answer it. after you get it wrong? I don't think so. I think you have to keep guessing. <laughs> but that way you learn. Sure. So no, we're good. It's been great. I've been going through a lot. Obviously, volleyball's over. We finished the season. It was a great night Monday night. Lots of people there. High emotions. You know, I restarted writing the book on our time with Trey and how to apply that to people's lives. So mm. coming right off of a lot of parent stuff with volleyball, and then you sit down and you're going all the way back to when Team Mitlow One was originated, ah. and signing Joe up for jujitsu, and Jane Mara and Becky Finaletto taking Bella to go hunt for pixies. I still don't know what that means. Um, you never will. You know, it's just, there's it a lot going on. Wow. Uh, you know, like I like to start my uh, yeah. time off here. Didn't, didn't know. <laughs> Ma- so Maggie's sick. And, ah, you know, oh, just, nice. you know, drops a wrench in the whole thing. And I actually had a, a talk with my boss over uh, our IM system and uh, at work. And I was like, you know, I'm just going to be honest. 
sometimes just in my selfishness, it's just so inconvenient and oh. so frustrating. It really is. Like it's like she's going to be fine. By nature. Yeah, she's just, she's she did have a fever. It's gone. She's runny nose. She's coughing. And she was just sick. What? She's miserable. Two, two weeks oh, dude, ago? yeah. She had pneumonia like two weeks ago. Like, <laughs> she you know, so she's, you know, <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. So she's just feeling it. You know, she has, you know, like she's getting it, you know, from all the kids at school. And mm-hmm. just, I, I feel like we're just going to be in this perpetual sickness for, for a while, which, you know, great. Um, but it's just, it's draining, you know. And I know, you know, one thing that's nice is that, you know, Amy, uh, she takes on a lot, which is great, but I also feel, you know, like I want to step in and help, you know, and relieve her, but then Maggie's very much more, well, I want mommy, mm-hmm. you know, so there's, there's sometimes there's just nothing I can do, you know, yep. um, but, but, you know, it's just been one of those weeks, you know, um, so and co- kid, li- little kids are so much more, uh, prone to fevers. To build up that immune system. Yeah, and, and, I'm, well, and that's like, one thing I'm encouraged. But I'm like, yes, build your immune system. Sure, up. Like, sure. I want you to have a strong one. But I mean, like adults, you know, you get a cold. You don't usually have a th- fever. Little kid, they cold often fever. get a fever. Yeah. And so then there's more to think about. Is all I'm saying yeah. is like now, yeah, you, yeah, 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 you know, yeah. you're like, oh, fever, well, she's got a fever. fever now what do we do? Right, right, yeah. right. Yeah. I will tell you this though. The one thing that it like it's like nails on a chalkboard, and I just I want it to stop. We got guess sniffling. Yes, dude. Oh my gosh. <laughs> like it is, and she's she has it like she's learning it, dude. Yes, dude, it is the loosest sounding mucus. Like, it's the worst, dude. It's so it is so bad, and uh, and I'm like, and, and there's also a part of me that like breaks my heart for her because you know she's struggling, but like she also she she's the type of kid she's very stubborn, and what? it's always on her time. Um, never heard, that. <laughs> never heard that. And she's strong-willed, which I appreciate. I want her to be strong-willed and, and you know, all that, but not with stuff that will make her life better and easier. Um, <laughs> blowing your nose is something that will uh, help you out. I feel like that is a really underrated moment of of growing, well, of parenting. When, she's when, in when the your midst, kids actually finally learn how to uh-huh. really blow their yeah, nose she's and in, get all that out of yeah, there. She's in the middle of learning that. Yeah. And it's <laughs> yeah. just unpleasant. Yeah, I know yeah. Abby, Abby and Ethan did not like blowing their nose for no, a while. No, and you know, and after every time that she like gets a decent one, I'm like, "Do you feel better?" Yeah, let that <laughs> stick. Put it, to <laughs> let it stick <laughs> in your brain. Come on, I got it. <laughs> Let me hit the button. See what I did is I just kept using that that baby suction cup thing and turned it into like a turkey baster. I'm like, "Okay, oh, this will blow your nose, kid. You're gonna win." Yeah. They're like seven years old. And I'm yeah. Still <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not really, but it's not a bad idea. Yeah. So yesterday I had a conversation with one of my former volleyball players who is a great mom, and we were comparing sort of lamentations of parenthood. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you hear little kids, little problems, big kids, big problems. Mm-hmm. And she said, you know, I think what it is is when your kids are little, they're physically exhausting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She said, and when they're older, they're emotionally exhausting. Yeah. And I was like, well, that makes nothing but sense. And it's obvious. But I don't think I've ever heard it put that way before. I would say there's also a little bit more mental exhaustion on the toddler end. <laughs> just saying. True. Yeah, you know, just different kind, different kind of. Uh, Maybe more mental, less emotional. Like you're mentally like fried. Like, More like, like terrorists. Just blow your nose. Like blow- <laughs> <laughs> Provocateurs. Yeah. 
Psychological. Psycho- yeah, psychological. Yeah, psychological. Right. Well, it's physical and psychological when they're little, and it's more emotional that you grieve more, you're yeah. worried yeah, more. Yeah, you're, yeah. You're, oh, man. Those first couple years with Ethan, I, w- I was convinced somebody was playing a psychological experiment on me. Like, it was, I was convinced. <laughs> just because he didn't sleep. We didn't sleep. That's part of it. Yeah, just just the whole thing. I mean, that's literally a tactic, and you know, and they torture people is not letting them sleep. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? If you're going through that, or when you're going, if if you're a parent, you're going through either one of these, um, you are probably finding it difficult to reach out and love other people. Mm-hmm. I would imagine. Mm-hmm. And we've been talking about the commandment to love others as you love yourself. And if you haven't listened to it yet, uh, we have done two episodes so far on this, diagnosing really what does it mean to love somebody? What does it mean to take care of and love yourself? And is it possible to do that? And today we're looking at, and given the presumption or the, um, the given, for lack of a better term, a geometric term, a given, that people are not loving others. Very much. I would say that's pretty accurate. Yeah. I've been on social media. <laughs> I've been out. I've been out and about. Mm-hmm. I've, I've been number two in line at Aldi, and then they <laughs> open up another line, and somebody uh, from the frozen food section just jumps oh, ahead instead of me. Man. So yeah. that's yeah. to me, that's up there with not returning your cart and litter as far as, like, you know it's next person in line. Don't be jumping ahead of the 10 people in line. Mm-hmm. I mean, I looked at a lady the other day. She wouldn't look at me. I was staring at her like, look what just, you just did. I know you can, I know <laughs> you can feel me and looking I was, at the back I of your head. I was on the belt in my lane. I was good. She had cut in front of like 10 people behind me. And I'm like, uh, did, you, did you see what you're <laughs> And like one guy didn't even look at me. I'm like, no, look at me. I'm looking at her. <laughs> but she probably has a story too. Probably. Probably not. They all do. But, um, but yeah, but even just it hurt, there are reasons why, right? There yeah, reasons there's why. always reasons, but we want to take a look tonight at why it's not happening more often, mm-hmm. and we want to begin by reviewing the end of last week's, where we came up with three general uh, conclusions about loving others and meeting others' needs. Perhaps it comes down to this. If we ensure that our emotional needs are met, we will be most likely to meet them in others. So having your needs met will help you meet the needs in others. Gives you the best shot. Absolutely. We talked a lot last week about, you know, if your cup is overflowing, right? And that when when that happens... Your emotional cup. Right, your emotional cup. And that's a bad thing. You do not want that cup to be overflowing because it means there's too much for you to to handle. And um, if you are getting your emotional needs met, basically that means that is stopping your cup from overflowing, right? People are coming alongside you and... Meeting your needs, drinking, and so therefore drinking you from their straw. That's uh, right. I will Is that drink what you're your drinking you from their straw? Right, your cup. They're drinking your by attaching comfort to your hurts. It is lowering your either anger, fear, guilt, or mm-hmm. self condemnation, which is then giving you more opportunities for joy and positive emotions that you can share with other people. That's it. I think that's what you're trying to say. That's what I was trying to say. Yeah, couldn't find the words. I like drinking people f- with from straws though. I do. So, number two, if we don't have a high need for a certain emotional need, we will be less likely but unable to meet it in others. So, you'd need to be familiar with the top 10 emotional needs. And that's one of the problems I think our society, as we get into why is it this way, right? And it goes back to, you know, how was your day? Good. How was your day? Bad. 
right, well, that's, that doesn't do enough. Mm-hmm. And if you don't have a high need for encouragement and somebody that in, is in your life has a high need for encouragement, it's not very likely that you're going to encourage them mm-hmm. because you don't value it. It's not something that you um, trade in currency, emotional currency. It's not something you're going to, you yeah. might support them, you might appreciate them, you might respect them if that's what you care about. I so, see this one as being like more cerebral. Not that the first one couldn't be cerebral. Well, the, the first one's just like, true. If you're emotionally right. healthy, you're going to be exactly. able to meet other like, needs. It's almost like if someone else knows about emotional needs and they're helping you to meet yours, even if you don't know about emotional needs, but someone else is you know, keeping your cup from overflowing, you're just going to be a, a more... You're going to be more receptive to hearing what other people say and what they need rather than just feeling like you're ready to be emotionally overwrought all the time, you know, back to number one. But number two, we just if we read. don't have that need, right? then it's not it's even, not on, even the radar. on the radar. Jinx. Uh, Jinx. You guys have a popsicle. <laughs> hey, you, you guys should have a podcast. And then lastly, this is a summary again of last week, is sort of the opposite of number one, which is if we have a high need and it's not being net, met, well, then we're, we're probably just not going to meet it in somebody else. You know, if you need affection and nobody's hugging you, nobody's caring about you, and somebody needs a hug, like, wow, well, you'll probably jump all over them. That's a bad example. But if you need encouragement and nobody's encouraging you, if you need appreciated, mm-hmm. nobody's appreciating you. If you are at a deficit, mm-hmm. you know, if, if you have negative $100 in your bank account and somebody comes up and says, can I borrow five bucks? You're like, no. Yep. Sorry, I can't I don't have you. it to give. Yep. And so this week we kind of want to look at why. And we're going to kind of look at what we just did, which is if, if we don't have a high need for a certain emotional need, we will be less likely, but not unable to meet it in others. Um, do you think this is a main cause of what's going on in our world today where people aren't loving other people? That they're just they're, not aware? I, I, think it's, I think it's part B of the cause, and part A is what we're going to talk about, is people don't understand themselves. And they don't understand. And this, this is what really set me off when we originally you mm-hmm. know, started talking about this. People are so unself-aware these days. They're so disconnected from anything that is real. Everything is artificial. Um, their needs are not being met. They're not being talked about. And so if you don't understand yourself, if you don't know how to love yourself or respect yourself, how the heck are you going to go take it into the world? And if nobody makes you aware of that for you, how can you be aware in somebody else, which is why you can't meet that need? That's your part B. You know what I'm saying? I do, but I, I don't know how you're answering this question because you're sort of answering both. Right. Because you're saying I, they don't know, and so they don't give. So they don't know, it's not being met, and they don't give. It starts with you as an individual. If it, Love your neighbor as yourself. Right. Right? If you can't love yourself, if you don't if know you what don't your needs understand are that need yourself, to be met. Exactly. So if, if it's not starting with you, yes, you're going to take that unknown in you into a world and make more unknown, make more brokenness, is what I'm saying. It's, it's A plus B equals C to me. I agree. What I'm saying, what I'm, agree- I'm agreeing with you, but I'm also saying it's almost like, <clears throat> excuse me, you know, we say if you don't have a high need for a certain emotional need, you know, you're going to be less likely to meet it in others. We can almost preempt that, is what you're saying. With mm-hmm. you don't even know. Learn yourself first, right? But you're, you're mm-hmm. saying is the cause of a lot of this is they don't even know what they need. Right. People don't know what they need. 
They don't know how to get it met. Right. And so therefore, it's just this. And it was when you were talking, I was brainstorming for some analogy, but it's just this ethereal hit or miss of today was a good day, so I'm going right. to be a good guy. Mm-hmm. And then in my good guyness, I might meet your needs. I might not meet your needs, mm-hmm. but I'm just going to be having a good day. So I'm going to throw my good day around. I think people can be very aware of feelings and like we pe- maybe. <laughs> well, I, th- I think people. I think I think there's a, a large percentage of people that live reality by what they feel in this moment, but feelings are different than emotions. And if you are if you're if you're constantly living your life on this on this this hunt for the feeling like. Like a dopamine hit, like a dopamine hit, and and there's so much self help. There's so much personal development. Because like there. you can you can get you can post something on social media and get 500 likes on it, and that feeling of attention is getting met. That like dopamine mm-hmm. hit Which, is, is happening, but it's really not what it's you not need. A, and it's That's, not authentic. It's not an a, it's not an emotional need being met. It's I, just you're getting attention. You're because it goes back to like robbing and stealing for your. But I want to go backwards to what you said, so that we we've never talked about it. But hang on, is that what you mean, Brian? Like yes. that ex- in that example, I just yeah. want to make sure I understand what you're saying. Yeah, and you and you you know that you're getting that attention. You, you know you're getting something, right? But you don't know that it's attention, right? Like, and if you ha- have a high need for attention, right, you might not know that that's the and you don't know how to get you, healthy. You don't know attention. how to define that. Yeah. So therefore, you can't take that out in a healthy way to right, the world. Right, right. Okay. You said feelings and emotions are different. They can be very much different. Yes. I'm not disagreeing with you, but we've never broached that subject. No. Right. And even as you said that, I was like, are they? And so what I would say, if, if, you know, if you said to me, Jay, tell me how feelings and emotions are different. Mm-hmm. Are you saying that somebody might feel good <coughs> or they feel bad, but the reasons why are their emotions are either met and joined or not? Yes, because that ties into something you were saying. So we're aware that, of our feelings. I had a good day. Mm-hmm. That's, That's the general umbrella. Yeah, I brought that up because you you touched on that last week to some degree. I can't remember exactly what you were saying, but it was just there's this ambi- this ambiguous, I feel good, I feel bad. What does that do? I'm angry, I'm yes, sad. Right. You have no idea why. So it you you're aware of something, you have no idea how to meet that or or heal that. And, and so therefore, how are you going to do that in the world? I think I might have another example. I know a, I know people <clears throat> So talking about the five love languages, I know Jay, uh, Jay shuddered, um, but we're not we're not poo pooing on the no, on the not. five lo- love languages. They're legit. Yeah, there's a place, but for it. I think it also goes along what we're talking about with the whole feelings thing right now because I know I know a couple that if um, we'll call her Shirley, uh, Shirley has a high or has her love language is quality time, okay. And let's say Mike uh, knows this, and I've talked to Mike about it, and I've said, you know, I have I have a need of quality time. I get that, but my idea of quality time is if I'm here playing a game on my computer, and Amy's sitting on the couch and not paying a lick of attention to me, and she's watching TV or reading that a counts. book, I'm happy as a clam. Like she's just here, you know, and. For Shirley, she wants quality time, meaning we're going to sit down and we're going to talk. Right. You know, we're going to have a discussion. Right. And that's her quality time, where I would say, well, then 
your emotional need is much different than what you think it is. It's not like my mine would be belonging, you know. Amy's here with me, mm. you know. But Shirley's is probably more attention, you mm. know. Um, so I just wanted to mention that. Just kind of a thought that I had when, when you guys were talking there. Meaning like feelings, like right. feelings versus real emotional needs, like meeting that emotional need of whatever. You have to identify what that is in you so that you can clearly know what you need. I think feelings are the superficial part of, of the, the entire emotional discussion. Like people are aware of feelings. The depth is when you start getting into the emotional understanding. Yeah. What Eric, I think you were saying is the analogy is whereas you have feelings which describe your emotions, you have the love languages or whereas feelings are to emotions, whereas love languages are to the emotional needs beneath them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So they're the general description yeah. of the subset of emotions beneath well, them. I feel good when I have quality time and have that one-on-one -on -one conversation, mm -hmm. you know. But, but really, why? but really, you feel yeah. good because you're getting the attention that you're emotionally. Yeah, one is yeah. more superficial and ambiguous. Yeah. Another, the other is real and foundational. So what we're saying is the first major problem is just a knowledge and/or understanding mm -hmm. of emotional needs. Right. I would say the second is, okay, so we have this emotional need, um, but are we aware? If, and so we know what it is, which is the first problem. They, they could, people can't list 10 emotional needs if they had a gun to their head and had to list security. But if they know it, do they know what theirs are? Right. So it's knowledge of what it is, knowledge of how it applies to themselves. Mm -hmm. Then effectively communicating that to another person right or being blessed enough to be in a relationship with somebody who will inherently meet it so the question is love your love your neighbor as yourself and if we defined i think two weeks ago when i was here can you love without um meeting needs meeting needs and what what did we come up with we said we no we can't Unless we're something about intentionality or you have to be aware you have to be right. So that, and that's the common thread. Well, and we're going right. back to that's the fact the of thread. is the reason why people's emotional needs not being met is because we don't understand, you know, we don't have a high need for it. Mm -hmm. So therefore I'm not going to meet your need for respect if I don't really care about respect. Mm -hmm. And so we're saying number one is they don't know what respect is. Right. Number two, they don't know whether or not they have a high need mm -hmm. or not. And so therefore they're not being open and honest and vulnerable because they don't even know what they're supposed to be open and honest and vulnerable with and, or the other person isn't. And so I think I'm, I'm like in my mind, how does this come back to love and, and how does this come back to loving myself, yourself? And I think learning to love yourself. I mean, there's a lot, there's a lot that goes into learning to love yourself. For me, it's who does, how does my creator see me? You know, that's, that's the first place I find my love and my significance is how does my creator see me? But the second thing is you do have to work on yourself. You do have to do things that are going to, to help you personally grow. And obviously we've been doing 176 of these podcasts, trying to help people love themselves so that they can go love others by understanding what these emotional needs are so they can understand themselves better. That's, that was kind of, that's kind of like my thought train. Right. And I totally agree with that. And I think we're keeping this focused on loving others by meeting their needs specific to emotional needs, 
because right and right. so you want to make sure and so to love yourself in that regard is to make sure that you are emotionally healthy correct and so one is to know right. who you like are you said, keeping this focused right yeah no yeah but to to know who you are to know what your needs are to make sure that they're met being mm-hmm. an open and open and honest and saying look dear i love you mm-hmm. but i need this and you're not giving it to me right now right and, <laughs> excuse me or i don't you know i need to get to know who you are and i need to realize okay that really is important to you even though it's not important to me <laughs> Well, I think I go back to respect for me. Like that's the first one that I normally pick out because it's one of the highest that I'm on. And it's, I think it's the one that I'm most aware of. I mean, when we did attention, when we did appreciation, I was really surprised by those. So when I use an example for myself, I go back to respect. I think I do a pretty good job navigating the world and loving other people because I understand self-respect i understand i respect myself as much as i possibly can and i learn when i don't respect myself how to do that better but so that's a very important component for me but i just see so many people and so when i look when i look through the lens of respect for instance i i look around at so many people that have no idea how to respect themselves and 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 if you if you don't know how to respect yourselves you get walked over you you can't um, navigate a relationship properly. Um, and at least, you know, from my point of view, like that's a big component in helping you, um, go out and be effective in the world. Um, and so, you know, I, I, again, I think like when I start to understand that respect or appreciation, that's going to help me identify when I see it in other people and, and then give me the empathy to go and, and help them, um, and try to build them up in that area, you know, because I think like you and, and you're that's why we talk about these 10 different emotions. Everybody's going to have their strengths and weaknesses and see things um, that they're strong in that are going to go help go make them able to help other people. And I think that's a great thing, you know, um, is to have that diversity out there. So what I hear you saying I'm agreeing with you, but you're, you keep, I think, leaning more towards people's needs aren't being met. They're not meeting their own needs, which is why they're not loving other people. That's the way I'm seeing this. Yes. I right. keep coming back to that. Right. And so, but where we, where we're sort of leading from or beginning in that is just the knowledge in general that they don't know. Right. And so we said they need to have a knowledge of what emotional needs are. Right. Then beyond that, they have to have an awareness of what their emotional needs are and what Others emotionally. Okay, we can move on now. No, I'm just saying. I've established that now. Because then that leads to, okay, so now I know what I need. I know that I'm making sure that I'm healthy and everything else. Mm -hmm. Are people, you know, not getting their needs met? So I think a lot of it is we've disqualified everything because we're saying most people aren't even aware of their emotional needs. Right. They're just wandering around in their feelings, as Brian Mm -hmm. so eloquently pointed out, in feelings of good days, bad days. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's hit or miss whether they love anybody or not. And I think it warrants, I, somewhere in this conversation, I think it was mentioned, but I think it warrants a second mention that once you know about yourself, that's when you now need to become open, honest, and vulnerable and communicate that to somebody else because that's how it starts, right? Mm-hmm. So I think that does bring us back to the idea that, well, yeah, you have to love yourself before you're going to be able to love others or at least mm, you have to love yourself enough to figure out what you need and to be open and to be honest and yeah. be vulnerable about what you need so that you have the best shot of it being met right 
So basically, we're summing everything up that we've talked about for 175 episodes <laughs> in, in this episode. I would say so, because that's, you know, when we say there are three essential components to a successful relationship, well, how we can be healthy if we don't have the three successful components. Well, and this rolls into the mutual giving, which right. which is, I mean, we're still we're still on the, the subject of if you don't have that high emotional need. No, we're, we've 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 combined the two because if you don't have okay. if your need isn't high or it's not being met, you're not going to meet somebody else's need. Right. You're only going to be in your feels. So on a good day, yeah, you might, but odds are you're probably not. But this is so I don't know. Correct me if I'm wrong. But then so you've got the mutual giving idea, which is you're in a relationship and you are each giving of things that perhaps aren't your needs, but you are meeting purposefully the needs. meeting someone else's needs. Right. That's the mutual giving. Yeah. yeah. You're not getting, you're not giving, you're not getting if you're, if there is no mutual giving. Mm -hmm. And so if you're, if you're sitting around walking around in an emotional deficit, well, you're not likely to give. Mm -hmm. And so it is essential to a be open and honest, vulnerably communicate what you do need. And if you don't know it, you can't communicate it. Okay. So now you know it. Now you've communicated it. If the person in your relationship is not meeting your needs, well, you're going to be pretty less likely to not only meet their need, well, you're not going to meet somebody else's need because you're walking around in a deficit. If you get crapped on in a relationship all day long and then you go to work, you can be like, hey, boss, I just really appreciate your leadership. I think it's great. Right. No. Gosh, no. So if there isn't mutual giving going on, of course people aren't going to meet others' needs, which is exactly what you just went off on, yeah. is people are walking around wounded. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And they don't even know and why they're unaware, wounded. And unaware. Like, I think unaware is, is just such a... I mean, it is the vital component in, in I think, everything that we're doing. Um, wounded and they don't even know. Wounded and they don't even know. And they're, they, then they know something is wrong. They, they do know that they're wounded, but they're not aware... They feel they feel correctly right that they're not right. So let me go see a psychic. Let me go whatever. Let you know, to be pissed off all day. Right. Let me go be pissed off all day. I'll go to the bar, and you know, then you feel better because you're at the bar, but you're not really you loving better. yourself. You know, you're not emotionally better. You're not emotionally better. You feel better, right, for a short time until you wake up. Exactly. And it, it, we all we started this two podcasts ago two episodes ago at the table talking about if you can you love somebody without meeting their needs that the the lunchtime in Rome definition of the verb to love somebody is to meet their needs and we broke down you have physical needs spiritual needs intellectual needs and emotional needs where we spend the most time here at the table but if you think about it how many people are walking around with their physical needs not being met mm -hmm. whether it be nutrition mm -hmm. whether it be exercise whether it be rest, whether it be the lack of substances in their life, mm -hmm. they don't feel good physically. Right. But they don't know why. Right. They're like, oh, I'm going to start eating healthy. And so they have a nice steak salad with 40 pounds of ranch and 16 french fries and croutons on top. Oh, I'm eating healthy today. They don't know that that's not actually right. healthy. You know, I, oh, I, I took the cheese off. Oh, mm -hmm. okay, good job. You know, whatever. But if you think about it, or in intellectual needs. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to, ooh, we could go off on a tangent here, but I'm filling myself with all kinds of knowledge that isn't really good for them. Mm -hmm. And so it's the same thing. But they feel good about it because they feel like they're doing something. Sure. Yeah, I went for a walk today. 
temporary. Well, great. At least. Then you had an ice cream yeah. sandwich. Right. Yeah. Well, you don't. You shouldn't feel you, you're. But there. So there's the denial, but there's also just being unaware of what's really good for you. Mm-hmm. And the same thing with emotions. Right. Oh, I'm just going to suck it up. Right. Oh, good. That'll knock your socks. Yeah. Out. Right. It always works. And so we're looking at the real reason. I think we're summarizing is certainly a lack of awareness and knowledge, a lack of being open and honest and vulnerable about what we need. So we don't even know what we need, but if we do know, are we able to be open and honest and communicate our needs? Mm -hmm. Are we in positive relationships where mutual giving is in fact taking place? And then, and we're saying in all situations, no, people don't know what they need. They certainly aren't open and honest and vulnerable, most likely because the other person doesn't know and or there isn't mutual giving in a relationship. Yeah. Which, if you think about this world, those three things aren't happening. No, it's such an, it's so unhealthy. It's so unhealthy. And back to the wounded idea so as well. you're going to say womb? Just throwing it out there. <laughs> hey, back to the womb. Yeah. <laughs> I love you, Mom. Um, <laughs> uh, back to the wounded idea. Born again. Like, even... People like you can try to be open, honest, and vulnerable, or you know, one of the above, and you get hurt. And so then people shut down too. Sure. And That's so why now, they're not. Now I'm not going to do it in my next, you know, relationship, mm-hmm. or I'm going to be more hesitant to, or I, you know, forget relationships altogether, or whatever, like, you know, different levels of being emotionally wounded. But it, it it's, it's just, there are so many obstacles. Mm-hmm. To being emotionally healthy, yes, yes. To That's being great... he- to being healthy, ah, to be well. Ooh, there's another podcast. <laughs> Which set of needs are there most obstacles to be healthy? You mm-hmm. mean like physical, physical emotional, intellectual, intellectual spiritual? Mm-hmm. Well, I, I would I would say I mean I, I think physical most people. Well, let's get off on this. No, no, <laughs> it is an interesting topic. It is an interesting topic. I think emotional might be the silent one because how, there's mental i mean people know about mental health physical health but really but do emotional. we do we really talk about emotional health no Ew. and that and that's if if emotional health is one of the cores of loving yourself to go love other people and yet emotional health and understanding is probably the least understood and recognized there's that's a connect that's the like it, it's such a root cause of why it our strives society... to be misunderstood. Yes. And it's such a root cause of <laughs> like, there's so many things that we can point to in our society that come back to this, this idea. I mean, ultimately we live in a broken world that doesn't know the truth of Christ. But in this podcast, we focus on emotions. And if we don't have a world that understands emotional health and emotional needs, and we disguise that as feelings and, and other things and, and intellectual health, of course we're going to be broken because you're not getting to the root of yourself. And, and here's the crazy thing. I'm not stepping on you. I'm agreeing. No, and please expanding. go for it. We go back to the cup. What comes out of the cup? So many physical things. You know, if you think about mm. it, if you're, if you're not emotionally gonna healthy, you're going to go get drunk. You're going to overeat. You're not going to sleep well. You're going to... Uh, Anxiety. Promiscuous behaviors. Sure. Like the f- physical like physiological, stresses, physiological mm-hmm. stress. It all stems, goes back to the book, The Body Keeps the Score. Mm-hmm. The emotional trauma in a extreme example or the day-to-day morose of not having your emotional needs met, are you going to be able to think clearly? 
Right. No. Are you going to feel close to God? No. Is your body going to be in good shape? No. And yet, it's the one that gets the least attention right. because that's the sissy Nancy stuff. Right. It's almost like it's important enough that there should be a podcast about At it. At least about 177 episodes worth. I do want to say that... Oh, that means we got to do one more. If, <laughs> if you are new to sitting at the table with us and you're wondering, hey, I heard some God stuff. You know, we always say that we're not a Christian podcast. We're Christians who do a podcast. Because this applies to anybody. And, and there's there's things we... I'm sorry, go ahead. It's okay. I was just going to say, there's things that we just simply can't talk about without bringing what we believe to be truth into it. We're not trying to beat anybody over the head with it, but there is our perspective that we believe is right, and so that does come into this at times. We would be remiss if we did not do right. that. But I want to finish with, hmm, as I look out in this world today, and I don't see people, A, loving themselves, meeting their own emotional needs, making sure their own emotional needs are being met, and I certainly don't see a lot of love going out. Mm -hmm. So the loving others, it's almost a shutdown. I don't see that a lot. Are there examples? Sure. Well, we said, because they're not open and honest and vulnerable. They're not aware. And there's no mutual giving. But I have to point out that in any successful relationship, to have Christ be at the center, a relationship with God through Jesus, being at the center of the relationship is the third and essential component. So if we look at relationships, we look at the relationship that we have with God through Jesus, somebody who did everything for us and asked simply for our devotion to him in return. That sacrificial love that he gave his only begotten son who would die on a cross to pay for our sins. Now, if you're not a Christian and you're listening to this and you don't agree, sweet, cool, 30-second fast forward, I encourage you to listen. Well, if we're modeling that kind of relationship, that I will do anything I can for you. Because God did everything for me. Well, if I realize that that's what Jesus did for me, how am I not going to do that for somebody else? Mm -hmm. So that motivating factor of wanting to mutually give, because Christ first did that for me, for wanting to be open and honest and vulnerable, because you know what? Jesus said to his own father, I don't want to do this. And he said, but I will. Mm -hmm. So therefore, I can follow that. And so I have that model of a perfect relationship and a selfless, sacrificial relationship to follow. Well, 95% of the people that I come across, that's not in the forefront of their mind. Mm -hmm. Would Jesus have me do this? If Jesus was standing right here, would he mother F this person? He might, might overturn their cart. I mean, there's some precedence for that, <laughs> you know, when they cut in front of me line. But, <laughs> but that's, I think, another thing that's just missing is that the, we are becoming an increasingly godless society where we become our own gods. Well, and I, <laughs> I was just scribbling this because we've become our own gods. And I, I was just, I started to think about narcissism and it all comes back to narcissism. Well, the, the amount of selfies that we take every day, I, I have statistics somewhere. It's insane. It's insane. And, um, wait, I have to interrupt. All right. Cause Eric sent a reel to me once about a guy. He goes, if, if it was, if you're dating 30 years ago, before the social media phrase stage. And you went into like a girl's house. She invited you over and she's like, and if she took pictures back then, like they do today and you're like, Hey, what's this photo album? And she's like, Oh, it's just pictures of, you know, it's my pictures. Here's my face. 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 Different light. Here's my face. Different light. Here's my forehead. Cat, 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 brunch, 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 brunch. Here's my face at brunch. Yeah, but it's so true. We, we, we live in, we live in a, a society that's so incredibly narcissistic now. And, and what, I, what I wrote was 
narcissism in this context is, and you can correct me if you don't think this is right, the manifestation of chasing feelings. Yeah, but I, but I would also layer on it's disguised as self-care. Um, self-love. Everybody talks about self-care. Got to have self-care. Oh, so we've talked about that in the last you know? two weeks. You got to make sure you're loving your neighbor as yourself. Right. But this is different. This is self. This is this is loving yourself without loving others. Others. You know what I mean? And you know, or <laughs> I'm gonna give. I'm gonna you know give my money to this organization so that they can take care of this problem for me. Or I want the government to take over this problem so I don't have to worry about it. And I can focus on me more and have self more self care and just this. You and, know, and and when, cycle. Yeah, and when that understanding of what loving yourself means is wrong and not in not based on something foundational, like we've just been expanding on. If it's not based on the right things, we have this false sense of love, self love mm-hmm. in society that makes us keep chasing that next hit but it also renders us incapable of loving other people mm-hmm. because it's just not real. There, It's not a real authentic love and understanding of ourself. Mm-hmm. To love your neighbor as yourself is to love yourself so that you're able to love your neighbor. Mm-hmm. Narcissism is loving yourself for the sake of loving yourself and rising and raising yourself above all others. Mm-hmm. You are the center of your unit. It's the opposite of sacrifice. Right. You know, I want to make sure that I'm healthy so that I can be used by God to love others. Yeah. I want to make sure that I'm healthy because I'm kind of sweet. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's because I'm better my, than you. Look at my body. My body's better than yours. You know, and so I, I agree with that. And that's, yeah, the narcissism is the, to me, is the opposite of sacrifice. Mm-hmm. And it's, speaking of sacrifice, can, I want to circle back to Jesus for a second. Um, huh, that guy, yeah. You know him. Um, and just point out, because again, Christian's doing a podcast. We're good. But I, I think it's important to, to point out that, you know, before I was a Christian, and if there, you know, there, are a lot, there could be a lot We're of people out there. We're still praying for you, but go ahead. Thank you. <laughs> uh, there <laughs> could be a lot of non-Christians out there listening who, you know, you're, like you said, 30-second fast forward, blah, 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 blah. But before I was a Christian, I think this applies to a lot of people out there, I still like Jesus. What a great example. Even if you are not quote-unquote Christian, who doesn't like Jesus? Like, there are so many things you can read about him that that is the example that I want to follow. So even mm-hmm. before I became a Christian, I know I'm not speaking for everyone, but I'm speaking as a former non-Christian. You're an authoritarian. You're an authority on yourself. Thank you. Yeah. Yes. Well, I, even I think it was Bill Maher who said, I like your Jesus, but I don't like a lot of... Right. So a lot of followers. people are like, well, uh, Mahatma Gandhi. Uh, I was going to say, yeah. Gandhi, MLK, you know, it's kind of the same. MG, baby. Yeah. But, but yeah. MMG. You know, so you're not a Christian? Okay, but still, look at the example of... of there are of principles the, everywhere yes. that, that show yeah. true love, yeah, yeah, yeah. Point, true sacrifice. That's all. Gotcha. Have we gotten it's, past six? Like, are we literally? Yeah, yeah we're, 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 we're okay, well in the bonus. Okay, because okay, I was, I was like trying to follow along. Nope, I've been nope, getting texts. Nope, you know, nope, nope, okay. Nope. Just wanted, um, no, it was about <clears> what you. There is something you spurred me to think, and uh, I thought it, and then it was gone. Um, Who me? No, him. Oh, with his whole. Oh, nah, it's not worth it. I got, <laughs> a guy once said to me, "Look, I got nothing against Jesus," and I was like, "Ah, oh, so awfully 
kind of you. <laughs> like, I mean, like, can you only imagine? Like, I just those are the things I want to know. Like, what is it like in heaven? Like, to sit with Jesus, and he's like, well, you know, you know I others, died for that guy. Others did. Others did. <laughs> yeah. Others had a lot against me. Let me tell you. <laughs> but I think, in a lot of ways, this was a little doomy gloomy. Mm. And just saying, boy, well, analytical doomy gloomy, like, man, look at this world. It's crap. Nobody loves, nobody loves, nobody loves. And I think whether it be next week or soon, uh, I would love to have a night where we talked about, hey, we saw people loving other people. Mm. And here's how I saw it. And here's, I mean, we do that from time to time. Anyhow, um, ancidonally. What if we had an, what if we had a time where not only we saw other people, people loving other people, but we saw people's lives being changed when they learned how to understand their own selves. Sure. Sort of when the, you know, people get, when people get the light bulb that they go, right. like, sort of like Duke when he said emotions are like the devil. Right. I and love, then he was like, wait a minute. I love those moments of self-realization when yeah. somebody does understand something foundational that does change their paradigm. So sure. I'd like to talk, you know, about some examples of that too. Aha moments in the mm-hmm. emotional health. Mm-hmm. I like it. Yeah. Great ideas. And that's how we're going to wrap up episode 176. Please make sure, if you can, give us a like or follow on social media and visit us at lunchtimeinrome.com. While there, be sure to take our relational needs questionnaire. Thanks for joining us at the table for Lunchtime in Rome. See you next week. Bye, everybody. Bye. Brian's back. Yeah, that's what you said. She's getting it, you know, from all the kids at school. She's learning it. Dude, yes. Dude, it is the loosest sounding... Mucus, let that stick. Put it to <laughs> let it stick <laughs> in your brain. Come on, we'll call her Shirley. Hey, uh-huh. back to the womb. Yeah, <laughs> I love you, mom.